Hey, you're listening to the Bramley Baptist Church podcast. We're glad you're joining us to listen to this week's message. Whether you're starting your journey or looking to strengthen your walk with God, we believe that God will speak to you today. Let's get into the word together. Well, listen, I'm sure many of you, like us, have your, uh, your own family traditions. Uh, one of the traditions that we have, uh, we watch How the Grinch Stole Christmas every year. Now, I'm old school, so I, I'm not talking about that movie that Jim Carrey made a few years ago. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the OG version, the 1966 version. With Boris Karloff narrating. That's the version. In fact, I love this movie so much. And one of the reasons I love this movie so much is that my kids and my family, they call me the Grinch. (laughs) Now, I feel like I've gotten a bit of a bad rap, if I'm honest. It's not that I hate Christmas. Let Let me get this straight. It's not that I hate Christmas. I love what we as Christians celebrate at Christmas. I get a bit grinchy and frustrated when we lose sight of Christ at Christmas. See, my favorite part of the Grinch movie is is when it finally dawns on the Grinch, the greater meaning to Christmas. Dr. Zeus, he he doesn't go as far to say it, but he alludes to a greater reason for Christmas. My favorite part is when the the Grinch is standing there and it dawns on him that Christmas is more than presents and food. And it says this, it says, And the Grinch, with his Grinch feet ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, and bags. And he puzzled and puzzled till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. What if Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store? What if Christmas perhaps means a little bit more? What if Christmas perhaps means a little bit more. See, I think the Grinch was right. I mean, there is a, a little bit more. There, in fact, there's a great deal more to Christmas. And maybe you find yourself here this evening and you're wondering, what's the big deal about Christmas? Like, why do we celebrate the birth of this Jesus every year? What's the the big deal, right? I mean, the easy answer is, well, it's the the birth of Jesus. And and that's the easy answer because you find yourself in a church this evening. But what about the birth of Jesus? I mean, think about this. We've been celebrating the birth of Jesus for over 2,000 years. It's amazing, really. I mean, if you think about it, right, the, a man, I mean, if it's, if it's right to call him a man that lived 2,000 years ago, he, he didn't live for any more than 33 years. He didn't travel more than 100 square miles. And yet 2,000 years later, his birth, his life, is still being celebrated worldwide to this day. Why? 
Well, let me take you back to Christmas Day 2,000 years ago. And, and we, we, read a, we read about it in the historical account that, that, uh, that, that Joel just so graciously read for us in, in Luke chapter 2. I'm going to read just a, a section of it for us this morning, uh, this evening, sorry, uh, in, in, in verses 8 to 14. It says this. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. A Savior who is Christ the Lord. So, so just picture this scene if you can. I mean, the way for this to make an impact for us is if we can just see ourselves there. So maybe just close your eyes for a second and picture in your mind's eye if you can. The night is dark. You're in the middle of a, of a field and, and suddenly the, the glory of the Lord shines around you. Right, the glory of the Lord, it's, just, it's this light that's so bright that it lights up the skies. It's blinding to your eyes. The glory of the Lord. In the midst of this glory, there's this angel that a, appears to you. Not just one, but eventually we read that there's a, a whole host of angels. Which means the sky was filled with angels. In verse 3, 13, it says, they are praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. So you got to be thinking, this is a big deal. Well, what's, what's, the, what's the big deal? Well the, well, the first thing that stands out about why this is so special is who this baby is born to. Do, do you notice that? The angel says, unto you. Unto you, that's strange, you say, because we weren't expecting. The shepherds, they say, well, we weren't expecting a baby. We, our wives weren't having a baby at home, so how is this baby born unto us? And that's, that's a good question, right? Because babies aren't usually born to strangers. They're usually born to parents, right? When our children were born, they were born unto David and Allie. But this baby is special, it's born unto you, unto me, unto the whole world. This baby was, was born as a, as a gift to you and I. That's why we don't just celebrate uh, the, the birth of this child in North America, but the whole world over. This baby is for the world. For God so loved the world that he gave us his son. This baby is for you. This baby is for me. It's for all who call upon his name. But it's the titles that this baby is given that should really jump out at us. Do you see them there? The angel says, unto you is born this day a, a savior who is Christ the Lord. Remember those titles, right? Savior, Christ, Lord. Why, why the big deal? Well, the big deal is that this baby that is born, he's our Savior. 
You know, I, I like getting gifts. How many, how many like getting gifts here? I like getting gifts. I'm sure you do, even if you didn't put it for your hand. And every year you have people who will call you that you know or text you and say, hey, what do you want for Christmas this year? And you know what the worst thing you could do is say, surprise me. <laughs> or you say, ah, I don't really know. Give me whatever you want. Or you don't have to give me anything at all. Because here's what happens when you say that. You get something like socks. Like, why do I need another pair of socks to fill my drawer? I, I like getting gifts, but here's what I like. I like getting gifts that I need. And that's the difference with this baby. This baby is the gift that we need. This baby is our savior. And you say, well, I didn't know I needed a savior. And the truth is, few do. Well, what do I need saving from? Well, we, we find that answer if we read in, in Matthew's account of Jesus' birth. Uh, we, we read uh, that, that the angel appears to Joseph, and he tells Joseph that Mary will have a son. And he tells Joseph, you call his name Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people from their sin. See, that's why this birth matters. Why we celebrate his birth 2,000 years later because Jesus, born on Christmas Day, is our Savior from our sin. Sin is universal. I mean, there isn't a person in this room, a person on this planet who has lived or ever will live uh, who is without sin. We, we know this. I mean, I'm sure you've heard people say, no one's perfect, everyone makes mistakes. And that's more true than, than, than we realize. The truth, that truth has its roots in the meaning and understanding that, that every one of us is inherently sinful, inherently flawed. And our sinfulness, the Bible says, is more than just making mistakes. It's more than just our actions. Actually, what Jesus will grow to one day say is that sinfulness, it runs deeper to the core of our hearts. Sin infects and impacts every aspect of who we are, our minds, our hearts, our souls. It impacts our lives in, in every way, the way we think, the way we see the world. It impacts the relationships we have, how we treat each other. In the greatest impact that sin makes is on our relationship with God, the one who created us for himself. See, God created you and I to live in perfect unity, in perfect relationship with him. But our sinfulness creates this chasm, this separation between us and God. And if that chasm, if that separation is not dealt with in this life, we will be eternally separated from God. See, Jesus, he's the gift that maybe we didn't know we needed. He's the gift 
They come to remove that chasm, to restore that unity to God. And that's why we celebrate his birth. Jesus has come to save us from our sin. He's come to save us from the impact and the consequences of our sin in this life. He's come to save us from the, the guilt and the shame and the regret, but the consequences that carry on even into the next life. This baby, he is our savior. But how? Well, that's wrapped up in the second title, right? He's our savior, but it says, unto you is born this day a savior who is Christ. There are a lot of people who think that Christ is Jesus's last name, Jesus Christ. But it's not a name, it's, it's actually a title. Christ is a, a title that means chosen or anointed one. It's, it's deeply connected to the Messiah, the Messiah promises of the Old Testament. I don't know if you, I, I share with you, we, we, we have four kids. We've had the pleasure of, of having four kids. And each time the nine month wait is unbearable. I know I had the easy part, I know. But the waiting for the child to be born is tough, it's long. And our first one, he didn't wanna come. He, he, was, he waited the whole like 10 months. And it's funny because when people, when you're, when you're going through the pregnancy and you're waiting for, people say, man, that just flew by. We say, yeah, for you. See, part of the celebration of the arrival is, is that we've been waiting. We've been waiting so long for you to be born and you're finally here. And this is what all of creation is celebrating, right? It's not just the parents, but, but that's why the whole heavenly host of angels, all of creation has been anticipating the arrival of this Christ child, the one chosen to redeem us by taking away our sin. And he's here. You know how long they've been waiting to this point? 4,000 years. And the amazing part about it is that for all of those 4,000 years they've been waiting for this Christ child, there has been promise after promise after promise after promise of his coming. And every one of those promises is fulfilled. 300 different prophecies of Jesus' birth and life, all fulfilled in his lifetime. Most of them he had no control over. In fact, you can trace this promise all the way back uh, to the first chapter of Genesis, right after the fall of humanity. God makes a promise that even though humanity has fallen, he tells Eve that, that one day uh, there's going to be a seed. There's going to be an heir that's going to come from you, Eve. And that heir is going to crush the head of the enemy. 
This promised seed, the promised heir, we, we keep reading, we find, well, Abraham. Abraham is promised an heir and a seed. And, and, and Jesus indeed is the fulfillment of that promise to, to Abraham. Moses promises that a, a prophet would rise like him and it would be him that the people of God would listen to. God promises David that he would have an heir, a descendant that would sit eternally on the throne of Israel. And Jesus, Jesus, this baby is that promised heir, the chosen one, the Christ. Isaiah prophesied, we, we, read, we, we read some of it this evening, Isaiah 7, 700 years before Jesus was here, Isaiah wrote, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and you shall call his name Emmanuel. For to us, a, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And, on his, and, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You keep reading, Micah would tell us where the Christ, the Messiah, would be born. In Bethlehem, that he would come from the line of Abraham. He would be a descendant of David over and over and over and over. In the Old Testament, we are given prophecies about this Christ. And this is what this promised child is, the, the chosen one, the Messiah, the Christ. It's not, a, it's not just a title, though, of what was before, but what is to come. It's what this child is born to do. 33 years later, this child would be crucified on a cross and on his shoulders, God would lay my sin and your sin and he would pour out the punishment that we deserve upon him. 33 late years later, this child who was born in a lowly manger would suffer and die for my forgiveness and your forgiveness so that we could have peace with God. And you know what? Isaiah told us that would happen too. He says the Christ in Isaiah 53 will bear our griefs and carry our sorrows. That he will be pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him will be the chastisement or the punishment that brings us peace. And by his wounds we will be healed. That's why we celebrate his birth. He's the Messiah. He's, he's the chosen one who's been born to take away our sin. He's the child that all of creation, earthly, heavenly creation has been waiting for for 4,000 years. No wonder the angels are singing. No wonder the whole host of heaven has arrived to see this. All of creation has been waiting for this moment. And yet this is no ordinary baby. We see that in the last title given Unto you is born this day a Savior who is Christ, the Lord. The Lord. We talked about this this morning. This, this birth matters. This birth is celebrated because this child is Lord. He is God in human form. You can imagine part of me playing my Grinch role is that I cannot be a fan of Christmas music, and I'm not a fan of Christmas music. 
There are some songs I like, though. Some songs, when they come on, I'll turn them up. One of them is Mary, Do You Know. Do you know that song? Mary, Do You Know. I love that song. Because it captures this truth so wonderfully. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will calm the storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? That when you kiss your baby, you kiss the face of God. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb, the sleeping child you're holding? is the great I am. See, that title, Lord, is more than just a a title of respect. But when it is used in connection to Jesus, it communicates all that is wrapped up in God's Old Testament name, Yahweh, his covenant faithful name. And the rest of the New Testament, while it communicates this, right? We, we read this morning that Jesus is the word of God become flesh and lived among us. Amazing, right? It's mind-blowing. This is the true miracle of Christmas. This is what we celebrate, why we celebrate this birth over and over again. It's the day when God, the Lord and creator, the sustainer of all creation came and lived and moved among his own creation. This is why this birth matters. You know, it's why it's, it's celebrated year after year for the last 2,000 years. It's why we're going to continue to celebrate it until the, the Lord returns. We celebrate the day when we received the first and greatest Christmas gift. The day when God became like us. He came and lived among us to be our Savior. See, the Grinch was right, wasn't he? It does, Christmas does come without ribbons. It does come without tags. It does come without packages, boxes, and bags. There's so much more to celebrate at Christmas than what you find under the tree. So how how are you going to celebrate this year? You know, you can start maybe... Maybe you're here this morning. Maybe this is the first time you've heard the the Christmas message in this way. Maybe this is the first time you've heard of Jesus coming and to be your Savior, to be your Lord. And a great way to mark this Christmas is to give your life, to surrender your life to him this evening. And it doesn't take anything special. You can do it right where you're sitting. You can bow your head right where you are and confess your sin and give your life over to Jesus. Or maybe, maybe Christian brother or sister, maybe we mark this Christmas celebration by recommitting our lives to him all over again. Maybe the Christmas gift that we give back to the Lord is a living sacrifice of our own lives. There's so much more to Christmas than what is found under the tree. I pray that as we celebrate 
as you continue to celebrate, that Christ would be the focus of that celebration. Thanks for listening and making us a part of your walk. We encourage you to take today's teachings and apply it to your life. Challenge not only yourself, but those around you. Our support in your journey does not end here. To hear more messages from all our series or to speak to someone to help grow your faith, visit us at branley.org.